Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. Here's another one of those jobs that someone has to have but nobody wants. This one's been caused because of all the crap that's gone on in 2020. State agriculture officials in Seattle have tried several times and failed to track the whereabouts of this insect that we didn't even know about until this year. Last week, they tried something new that still didn't work. It was when an entomologist used dental floss to tie a tracking device onto the body of a murder hornet, which was then released into the wild so they could learn more about the nesting and flying habits of the insect that's been part of the scourge of 2020. State officials say the hornet took off when released with the transmitter on its back, but flew through some blackberry bushes and then the signal from the device was lost. Previous attempts to track a murder hornet saw bug experts try to glue the transmitter on his back, but the glue wasn't dry before the bug flew away and the electronics fell off. If you'd watched the commercials, Cliff, you would know. <laughs> yeah. Gorilla glue is what you need for the That's murder exactly hornet. Right. <laughs> I've seen that stuff stick all kinds of stuff. If it'll stick a brick on a brick, it'll stick something on the back of a murder hornet. How bad do you think that stuff would stick your fingers together? <laughs> no. And I've had that almost happen. That is about as scary as being choked. If your fingers are just about stuck together and you can't pull them apart. Because you know, Cliff, if it gets really stuck, yeah, the solution there is going to be painful. You're absolutely right. Have you ever been mm-hmm. close? Uh, there have been a couple of, not, not with Gorilla Glue, but with Super Glue that I've become alarmed. <laughs> <laughs> we, you may remember that several years ago, we both expressed concern when the McDonald's reopened here in town after renovations, and we were concerned about something called the double drive through We believed that the arrangement would cause confusion for some, and that was true at the beginning. But just like driving through the roundabout, we all got used to doing it and everything was fine, more or less. Now it's 2020, and with the stress and strain of living during a pandemic, it doesn't take much for a simple bit of confusion to turn into frustration, and that can quickly escalate into a full-blown brouhaha. Like, say, this incident in Brook Park, Ohio last week, where a 25-year-old woman and a 62-year-old man, both unidentified, each entered the two-lane drive through at the local McDonald's, and, well, then things went south, with the man cutting the woman off or the woman cutting the man off, depending upon who you talk to. Surveillance video shows the woman's car then driving around the man's car in the drive through line. By the way, is a no-passing zone. You're not supposed to pass in the drive through <laughs> And that was when the man's 20-year-old grandson in the passenger seat threw a sandwich and struck the woman's car or her face, depending upon who you talk to. She then got out and stood in front of the man's car, and he pulled slightly forward. She got out of the way and then moved back. And as you might expect, there was considerable cursing and obscene gesturing during the abandon. She might have gotten tapped in the leg with a bumper, although prosecutors later declined to file charges, citing a lack of evidence. Well, you know those codes that dispatchers use to tell officers what's going on without actually saying what's going on? You know, like 10 codes? Oh, yes. What's the 911 code for a brouhaha in progress? (laughs) (laughs) Is it more or less serious than a hootenanny or perhaps a fracas? Or is it less, is it in the less serious 
dust-up category, which we all know is mild compared to a full-blown Donnybrook. <laughs> and one final thought on the matter. Did the cops put that crime scene tape around the remains of the sandwich thrown during the brouhaha so that it could have been collected and used as evidence in the case? That's kind of where my head's been going on this story, Cliff. Or the sandwich went? <laughs> I wish someone would throw a um, quarter pounder with cheese in my face. I'll catch it out of the air. It'll be like a dog trick whenever you throw it it's at like, me. I'm going to go ahead with this story, Cliff, although all of us already know the um, outcome of this. It's just common sense. Well, the study says that um, uninsured patients in the hospital suffering from traumatic injuries yeah. are twice as likely to die as those who are insurance patients suffering from the exact same traumatic injuries. <laughs> So you're saying there's a difference in the level of care delivered depending upon your ability to pay. You hit it just right on the note, right on the head, Cliff. And the difference is if you've had a traumatic injury and you have insurance, the standardized life support machine is what you get. If you don't have insurance, you get the manually operated life support machine. And the manually operated one, Cliff, you're not in any shape to be able to do it. (laughs) (laughs) You can't crank the handle yourself. Because you're unconscious. Yes, and after a while, your family gets a little bit bored with it and says, I don't really think this is worth it. You know, I've been in here pumping on this thing for two hours, and I'm getting a little tired, and it's time to eat. Cliff, could you give out that uh, Anytime Line phone number again? Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Um, It's 812-682-0520. There are two things you can do with that phone number. Well, first off, you should put it in as a contact on your phone. Weed and Cliff, 812-682-0520. That means you can text us whenever you want to, especially during the program. You can also call the Anytime line. Just call, and it goes right to voicemail, and tell us what's on your mind. You can do that 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The Weed and Cliff Anytime line, 812-682-0520. And the more we get the better we love it. There's no doubt about that, Cliff. No, absolutely, because, you know, it gives us material and we don't have to work. Exactly right. (laughs) Exactly right. But I will have a cautionary note here. Uh Uh-oh. If you're listening to us and you text in and say you're having a great morning and we play a song that, well, let's just say you don't like, and then you mention that you're listening to music on your phone other than us, and then come back, Cliff, and say, okay, now I'm back to you guys. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and we ask the question what do you have on and you go i'm back to you guys and i was listening to so and so and so and so i went to school with the drummer yeah we're going to answer with no no i meant what are you wearing that's going to be our standard <laughs> answer <laughs> what do you have on is that not true cliff well if you're answering yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> We'd every once in a while, you hear about a criminal trying to break into a school for some reason. I mean, there is usually valuable stuff located inside a school building, but it's usually like, I don't know, overhead projectors or those fancy digital marker boards that are difficult to resell on the black market if you, what you're doing is trying to steal stuff to raise drug money. But leave it to this guy to do it in the most Florida way possible. Law enforcement near Jacksonville, Florida, now looking for a man caught on surveillance video breaking into a school Saturday in broad daylight. Allegedly riding up on a bicycle, peeping in the windows, and then making his way into the building where he went to the cafeteria and allegedly stole some bottled drinks. There was the one thing the man did on the playground before going in that caught the attention of the morning roadshow department of just in time for breakfast. 
because dude squatted on a drain and took a big poop. Police say that if caught, he will face criminal charges that can only happen in Florida. It's called the felony of burglary of an unarmed structure. <laughs> How do you tell the difference between an unarmed structure and an arm structure? I don't know, but it seemingly has nothing to do with pooping on the playground. I thought that's what you were talking about, too, Cliff. <laughs> no. No, it doesn't. And I thought that would be tough, an arm, too. Well, Cliff, yeah. let this be the message, the final message on this, okay? Uh, okay, sure. Top of the morning to you, Phil McCracken. Time to stop your vote and the candy game's over. This game's been such a, a dud. Okay, all right. It's not been a dud. <laughs> You don't have to throw us under the bus. No, no, no. I'm not trying to call anybody a liar, okay, Cliff? Okay. I just can't believe that I'm this many years old, and I never knew this, if this is true. Take a listen to this, Cliff. Maybe you know okay. this. Sure. Sweden, Cliff. Good morning. Salutations. Us chunky people also like the Heath candy bar made right here in Robinson, Illinois. See you on the flip-flop. I'm glad I'm one of the 11 listeners. Well, we're glad you're one of the 11 listeners, too. I did not know that the Heath candy bar was made in Robinson, mm -hmm. Illinois. Well, but, but you, you didn't know that? I had no clue of that. Is that true? No, that's absolutely true. Have they done that for a long time up there? I believe for, I mean, uh, to find a long time, but, uh, you know, how long have we been doing this program? 15 years? Something like that? Yeah, 14 or so, yeah. Okay, so in the job that I had previous to this, uh, I, as you well know, and many, many people might know, I was uh, like a regional service technician who worked on various pieces of office equipment. One of the clients that I went to was the candy factory in Robinson, Illinois. <laughs> Is that the only candy they make there, Cliff, or do you know? I'm, that I'm not sure. Uh, but the most famous candy they make there is, is that, uh, that candy bar, yeah. Boy, I'll tell you what, Cliff. There's a new thing going around, and I'd, yeah. I'd like to... I'd like to be, uh, well, I'd like to be um, yeah. booed by the folks in Robinson, <laughs> Illinois. Well, I, I mean, all you got to do is have a way in because they would take care of you. Because when I went there to work on their equipment, I would be in like the shipping and receiving area working on whatever this scale thing was that weighed the packages. And the guy would say, uh, I'll be back in just a few minutes. And when he came back, he had a big plastic bag of rejects. Here, take this with you. Have a good afternoon. So I got free samples every time I went in there. You think, Cliff, that I could get <laughs> mailed to me here at Country 98.1 rejected yeah. food? And I call it food. <laughs> yeah, from I'll, Robinson, Illinois, the Heath Bar. <laughs> if I pretend that I don't believe they actually make Heath Bars there, do you <laughs> think a big bag would come in the mail, Cliff? <laughs> Rejected food from Robinson, Illinois. Yes. Do you think it's possible? Because I'm I'm kind of excited right now, Cliff. Uh, if we have a, a listener in the right place in the candy factory, that's entirely possible. Oh, I love Heath bars. <laughs> there, there are among the best. Cliff, I got to ask you this. Can't get my mind off of this candy up in Robinson, Illinois. <laughs> the rejected yeah. candy that you mentioned yeah. earlier. Which yes. kind of pains me to say that there's anything like rejected candy, but <laughs> I mean it's it's more of a visual thing. Was I mean, it they, clothed in its wrapper or was it bare? No, no it was loose. <sighs> and it's like pieces, you know. Sometimes stuff gets broken during the uh, production process. Well, I got a text message here, Cliff, saying not only yeah. do they make the uh, Heath bar, they also yeah. uh, roll out Whoppers and Paydays along with a couple of other oh, brands. Oh, so yes. 
I didn't know that. I didn't either. Wow. I didn't either. This uh, gentleman okay. says that he worked there as a security guard at one time, and, and yeah. another person said they, you know, give tours at one time, and they would pass oh. out candy at the end of it, and you'd leave with a bellyache <laughs> and a smile. Uh, a bellyache and a smile. Yes. So I'm sitting here thinking, Cliff... You know, the gentleman that called in, I cut off part of his conversation there. He was wanting yeah. to request a song that we generally don't play here in the morning. And I thought, well, yeah. you know, we'll just talk about the candy for a while. But mm. if I have any hopes of getting a giant bag of, you know, mixed different candies from the Robinson plant, yeah, perhaps yeah. we should play that song, Cliff. I'm, I'm not hinting or anything like that. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> 1900 yeah. West Broadway in Princeton would be the address uh -huh. you'd send that to. <laughs> Cliff, I have been inundated with phone calls about the uh, place mm -hmm. in Robinson, Illinois. I don't even know the name <laughs> of the place that makes this candy. Yeah. I've had so many calls here. I couldn't even get them on the air. That's how many, just one after the other after the other. I do know that one of them mentioned that you can go in there. They have a store where you can buy candy, yes. like five-pound boxes of it. Yes. But you know what's better than buying candy? It's getting it free, of there, course. Well, I'm just exactly right. I, not that I'm hinting around about that or anything. I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't know if you've been following this little controversy, Cliff, but supposedly there's a yeah. picture of President Lincoln in his deathbed. And scholars okay. aren't sure if this is a real picture or not because they only know of one instance of one picture, a very fuzzy picture from the distance of uh, President Lincoln after he had passed. So okay. there's a big controversy about that. And then I got to yeah. looking up Lincoln this morning. i kind of curious about all of that. And I almost did this for the take it to the bank. Okay. Did you know that when President Lincoln was shot that night in April mm -hmm. of 1865, mm -hmm. that in his pocket, in his wallet, there was a $5 Confederate bill in there? I did not know that. Yes. They think, the scholars do, that he got that. Because the week before, he was in Virginia, and mm -hmm. he picked it up as like a little souvenir thing. Okay. And once he passed, they gave his family everything in his pockets. I thought this was interesting. Along with that bill and the wallet, there was a pocket knife, a handkerchief, glass cleaner, glasses, <laughs> a watch fob, a yeah. Ronco's pocket fisherman, and Mary Todd's <laughs> hot sister's phone number. All of that stuff was in oh, Abraham Lincoln's no, pockets see, whenever he passed. Uh, it's a good thing you didn't use that for take it to the bank, because about 87% of that is untrue. I'm not sure that anybody in the world's ask asking for a flaming hot donut, Cliff, but here you go. A they're flaming gonna, hot donut? Yes. Duncan has announced a new product they're selling just for Halloween, the Spicy Ghost Pepper Donut. Mm. No. Yes. <laughs> no No one asked for that. No, they didn't. It's a regular donut covered in strawberry yeah. icing, and then they sprinkle yeah. on this, well, let's just say they call it a hot red sugar. Okay. And there you go. Now, if you're interested in this, first of all, yeah. what the heck's wrong with you? And second of all, <laughs> they go on sale today if you want one of those. There is no way. When I saw the word ghost pepper, Cliff, yeah, I, I well, almost ran out of the room. Yeah, there, there's only one reason that a ghost pepper exists, and that's for punishment. I mean, there's no reason to eat that. It's just punishment. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I know. I mean, there's no flavor in. It's just there's no flavor in that. 
It's just spicy. It's just hot. That's all it is. You know, there's I'll, no reason for that. I'll bet you though, Cliff, that there's somebody listening out of our eleven wonderful listeners. Well, yeah. That will say. Ghost peppers aren't really hot to them. I'm sure. I'm sure they will. And in the someone if say, Cliff, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard you say. Although, I've been known to say dumb things, but I mean, at some point, there's the peppers just get so hot that they cease to have a flavor. It becomes a human <laughs> challenge just to see if you exactly. can eat them. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's all it is. It's like stupid human tricks from David like Letterman. Is what it is. We're trying to prove our manhood or something by eating spicy stuff, and I mean, this is ridiculous. It's time now for take it to the bank. And today we're going to be talking about the mosquito. Okay. Researchers have now discovered, Cliff, why these little monsters are so attracted and crave our blood so much. It's because we taste like candy to the mosquitoes. (laughs) We taste very sweet, our blood does, with just a little salty taste in there, too. How they know that, I don't know. But that's what they're claiming. They say that the female mosquitoes have specialized taste buds to distinguish between nectar that they use to consume for energy and the blood that they drink before they lay their eggs. I never knew that. I thought the only thing they did was suck blood. In my yard, that's the only thing I've ever seen them do. Well, I, I knew that there was um, um, the, the only mosquito that would bite a human is the female, and they only did it for uh, reproduction purposes. So I knew that. I'm kind of like a mosquito reproducer then, aren't I? Yes. With my blood. And so you're saying uh, the mosquito basically sucks. Pretty well, yes. <laughs> yeah. But also, Cliff, <laughs> yeah. the female has separate mouth parts for each occasion, whether it's nectar <laughs> oh, or blood. Really? Yes. Separate mouth parts. They actually have a okay. sweet tooth for the sugar part whenever they're in the <laughs> nectar mood. Okay. And that syringe-like, you know, syringe-like pin that goes and penetrates your skin when they're wanting your plasma. I had no okay. idea they had separate mouth parts. Did you? Uh, now that I did not know. So that's new to me. All right. Well, all of that you can take straight to the bank. Cliff, was there anything said today? Raises of the day start at number three. I've been in here pumping on this thing for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Life support system. That's exactly right. Yes. Number two. Pooping on the playground. If that's not a band name, I don't know what is, Cliff. That's a good name for a band. Is <laughs> yes. Yeah. Welcome to the stage, Pooping with the Playground. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. The number one morning roadshow phrase for today, rejected food from Robinson, Illinois. Oh, yeah. I'm in line for that. Yeah. Yes, you are. Possibly. I hope Candy. so. I hope yeah. so. Cliff, Candy. I've got a, something real quick here before we get out of here today. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Do you think there's any possibility, and instead of us doing the uh, things said today, yeah. whenever we end each program, that possibly you and I could sing the national anthem together <laughs> for everybody? No, huh? no one wants. No one wants to hear us sing. You know, they used to sign off all the time with the national anthem. I, I thought yes, maybe if you and I could hammer it out every day. Huh? <laughs> no one wants to hear us sing. Okay. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.